What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 50 of Project Xbox, an Xbox podcast. Remember, if you like Xbox and games in general, make sure to join us live every Thursday here on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning on your favorite podcast service. If you could, please head on over uh, whatever service you're on. I know about 47% of you really like Apple, but I'm saying 47% of you aren't leaving us reviews over there. So when you're about to load up the podcast, why don't you just hit that five-star review, maybe write a little comment, bring some people on over to the podcast. Uh, it does help us grow, and we do appreciate it. And maybe if you do it, I'll read them here on the show and give you a little shout-out. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon. And today, we got the full gang, Tom, Garrett, and Amon. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Doing good. Amon, you, uh, you alive over there, buddy? I think it's weird. I was muted. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing great. He's on one today, boys. He's on one today. Uh, well, that's that's good. It's a little warm here in New York, especially for mid October. Um, not a not a fan, Tom. I'm 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 enjoying the colder weather in the morning. Sweating over here. <laughs> uh, you guys up in Canada and the UK probably don't know what we're talking about. You know, it's probably nice Sweating? and cold Isn't over there. Isn't it like October? Yeah, I mean it's October everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> if it's October where you are, it's October here. Okay. Now, is that better yeah. or worse than 56 weeks in a year? Uh, no, 56 <laughs> no, it's weeks like 14 in a year degrees is still pretty bad. So it's not... 14 degrees? That's freezing. Dude, you're, okay, you're I'm pretty in the sure winter? I'm lagging because I said October. No, thing, but like, he's in Celsius. So that would be like, what? I know he's 14 in Celsius. Degrees? I was, I was okay. 14 degrees Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys use the, you guys use a weird system. Yeah, we're we're like but guys. I'm pretty right sure now. I'm lagging. One second. You I'm are. pretty sure. I'm yeah. Lagging. Oh yeah. You're, horribly. You're pretty far behind. You're pretty far behind. Great start to the podcast. Uh, well, I'm gonna ignore him on for right now. Um, but as we do each and every week here on Project X Talk, we start each episode by going around the room and asking one simple question, and that question is, "What you playing?" So I'm gonna throw it over to Tom first. What you playing, my guy? Barely played any games this week, honestly. Uh, that is not RuneScape. No, oh my let me, God. Let me explain this. Let me explain this. So there was a new game mode that came out last, I guess, last weekend. And it's called Group Iron Man. Pretty much what that is, you get a group of buddies together. Everyone starts from level one. And you can only trade within your group. So it's pretty neat because we all have our little plans of what we're going to do to help uh, contribute uh, to the group. I know you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's fun. Trust me. How Give long does sh- the game last? Uh, let's see. Considering I've been I have no idea what you're talking for about. over 15 years, <laughs> it never ends, buddy. Well, I know, it, it but ends. like this Iron Man, this new mode. It never frequently ends. Frequently shared. Like, so your group is just always there? Like, but what if the guy that you want, like, let's say, wood from just isn't on? So they have a system. If a player is really inactive, they can leave the group. And then you can, like, sub someone in. But they also have to start from scratch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Mon, we hear you, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, we got you. You hear us? All right, okay, cool. 
Frozen again. Um, besides that, I'm not, come on, you're killing me here, buddy. <laughs> can I, can Professionalism. I uh, besides that, I also started playing Far Cry, what is it, 6? Yeah, Far Cry 6. I'm loving it so far. I've never played Far Cry New Dawn, so I never got to experience the RPG elements that came from that game. But I'm really appreciating all the new features in Far Cry 6. And I love the island. Um, I love the the uh, the villain so far, played by uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, Gus. Nails his role here. I love the island. I love all the Spanish music that's right up my alley. So yeah, I'm loving it. You and Garrett are like two of the only people, all the reviewers I'm hearing talk about Far Cry are like, it's the same old bland stuff. He makes decisions that make no sense for his character. So like you guys are going against the grain for, well, maybe not. Cause I guess a lot of people like it, but the reviewers I listen to. Yeah. So you need to find new reviewers. So yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. If it ain't broke. Don't fix that approach. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You always well, want to no. innovate a little bit. They did. I think they're innovating in the right ways, though. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Like, I noticed with, like, Far Cry 5, how they just, like, classified all weapons into, what was it? It was, like, gray, green, blue, purple, or yellow. And just like those were your classes of weapons and you could just always tell which weapon was better than one another. At least in this one, you could do that in a sense. Like it's still got your power rank of one through five, but then you got all the mods that you could add onto it to just add more depth to things, to add more personal choice. Exactly. It helps change our play style because now you have to focus on, all, do I need armor piercing rounds or do yeah. I, am I better off with not having armor piercing rounds? It's so good. It really does change it up a lot. You have to think before you go into a battle. Um, when you scout out the area, you can see what's there. You can see maybe if it's full of vegetation, you'll be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to pull out my flamethrower for this mission because I'm just going to incinerate the grass and everyone's going to burn to a crisp. Yeah. And it's fun. There's nothing wrong with... They, they did change enough. It's still Far Cry ultimately, but the additions they did add definitely adds to the game. Oh, by yeah, the way, this, this is someone. One, this is someone from. To, uh, oh, talking over each other. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So you remember when Garrett? I'm not Garrett. When Kevin was, you know, saying about tales, like the characters not moving around the NPCs, and mm -hmm. well, that's tales. So he doesn't have to change. That's not innovation. That's dude. like a this, minuscule. No, part. That's no, not gameplay. No, That's not gameplay. No, it affects gameplay in the it environment. Does, how does it affect gameplay? So they don't innovate then on Tales. If Far Cry does not innovate, they changed the whole battle system. They changed the whole skit system. They changed literally everything about Tales except for the characters fucking standing there in town. The combat system is extremely similar to Basaria. No, it's it is not. Basaria is. is literally besides, spam one thing. This has breaks. Little transformation system. No, no. Come on. I disagree so strongly. No. Disagree so strongly. Zestiria and Berseria have awful combat systems. No, it doesn't. But you know, I I digress, and that's all I have going on with Far Cry. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, Garrett, what are you playing? Uh well. They had that Halloween event for uh, Minecraft Dungeons, so I played a little bit of that. It's hard. Everything's explosive. 
Um, then, as you could probably tell from our chat, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry. Me and a buddy have been going through the campaign, been having a good old time with our little... He has the crocodile. I have that little, like, dog, the par- paralyzed dog. Yeah. He's, it's a fun little combo. And then uh, the last four or five hours, I've been playing Back for Blood hard. It's a lot of fun. How's the Halloween update? Halloween update? Like I said, it's explosive. It's like every mission that I've seen, it was like half the creatures were creepers that had like double the explosive range. So you can't just like one roll out of the way safely. So you're you die a lot. You've got to do it with a buddy. All right. I saw Kevin pinned Mayday Bombers comment there. <laughs> I, uh, I I had to throw it in there. Everything you described in Far Cry has been in most FPS games for over a decade. I mean, dude, how how much can you innovate as an FPS genre as a whole, though? You know, as a whole. So yes, most things are gonna be in one shooting game, in the next shooting game, in the next shooting game. Well, okay, what I love about Far Cry is like it's definitely got more environment. Like you don't have in Call of Duty really, well, to as much of a degree, when somebody throws a Molotov, it sets a whole field on fire, or like it has like an actual environmental impact that has a lasting consequence on the rest of the battle, or it's got the outposts. Or it's sort of like an open sandbox shooter where you could decide your style and look up the missions. I know that some people do. I just sort of go adventuring around. But some people look up their exact things for like, I like my arrows. So they're going to go to like the best arrow mission of the game and just play the rest of it as like a super Robin Hood assassin. And it's just a lot of different approaches you could play to every different situation. That's what I like about it. It's also... Ghost Recon's just like that, by the way. Wildlands. Yeah, Wildlands sucks too. No, it doesn't. You take yes, that it, back. Oh my god. Ghost it's Recon has It's the last good Ghost Recon game. No, take that Ghost back. Ghost Recon hasn't been good in over a decade since like the 360, like Advanced like Warfighter Advanced Warfare? or whatever. Yeah. 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 That was the last good Ghost Recon game. Ubisoft's running their franchises into the ground. Well, no, just with X Defiant, you know, that's the only Tom Clancy game that's actually full. Actually, trashed right now. Did Did you guys see um, that Frontline the the closed beta? They delayed it after the Ghost Recon beta. They're not They're not doing it anymore. Oh right really? Now. Yeah. Good. The good dude, dude. If you looked at the like to dislike ratio on that thing, it was terrible. No one. I don't think anyone's excited for that game remotely. Why would they be? I mean, it just looks like Warzone. Who would be excited for it? Like, looks exactly like Warzone. Yeah, it's rough, but we talked about that on Project X Talk Extra last week, so anyone wants to go check out our thoughts about that game, I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there while we were uh, trashing Ubisoft, as I like to do here. Uh, Gregors, I maintain the open-world Ubisoft games are dope, and I maintain they're not. They're okay. They have their... like. Yeah, you don't have to go around collecting everything, because they, they look, Ubisoft loves the collectibles. But besides that, I love capturing outposts. That's fun in every game. Literally not. That is one of the main things I dislike about that formula. Why is there two Garrets now? I have no idea. Because it kicked me out for a second, so I had to join up again and did the double thing. What are you two doing? 
Tom and I come I just to have podcast, a really big ego, okay? I should yeah. have two screens. <laughs> oh Lord. You should uh you should have a PC is what you should have. Bro, you can it's on the list. You can pull up the Google Chrome, I mean the uh, Microsoft Edge browser on the Xbox, pull up this website, and you'll be fine. Really? And it frees up your phone. Oh, Aman, what are you playing? So um, I've, I recently started playing Immortal Phoenix Rising on my Nintendo Switch. And damn, I'm loving that game. It's so good. Hold Is it up. your game of the year? Hold up. Hold up. No, no. Why would you play it on your Nintendo Switch? Someone gifted it to me. So someone gifted it okay. to me. So like, yeah, okay. I, I wasn't planning on buying it. So, 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 yeah, I started playing it, and I actually really like the game. Uh, like, there are some Ubisoft elements which I still hate. Like, you know, like Kevin said last week, climbing on top of mountains, uncovering the area. Yeah, that's so the Ubisoft bullcrap is still there. But yeah, overall, it's a unique take. I'd like to say it's a unique take on Assassin's Creed. It's very similar to Assassin's Creed, and I don't know. I really, I really like that game. Uh, I've also been playing Scarlet Nexus. The more I play this game, the more I hate it. Oh, get out of here! It, he said the other yeah, day this is my game of the year. I know. Yeah, because I, the, it was good, but the more I keep playing it, the more I start hating it. I don't know. It just feels Why? so bland. Yuito just feels so bland as a character. Just not invested in him. As like even the story itself is just basic and bland. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of hating it now, bro. It takes like twelve Constantly. hours. Go play Kasane mm-hmm. then. Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna beat Yuito then. Uh, head over to Kasane, but yeah, I mean Yuito is such a boring character, such a bland, basic anime main character. Yeah, I hate I'm him. I'm pretty like I think both between like Kevin and I think. Even Pongso, when we had him on a while ago, when they were talking about Scarlet Nexus, they 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 had the same consensus about Yuito. Oh so no, it seems I like, like Yuito. He's he is a little bland, but I like him. I I'm I like Shonen Jump or Shonen anime. Right. Not Shonen, Shonen Jump is the manga that published, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I like Shonen anime. So I'm all about the you know classic stereotypical JRPG anime protagonist. So I'm fine with him. I hated Kasane for like the majority, like my entire first playthrough. I was like, this, this fucking bitch. Like I hated <laughs> her. I was literally over here, like cursing her out every time she was on the screen. And then I played her story. I was like, she's a really likable character. I don't know. I was too hard on her. She's, she's she great. I, I already, I like Kasane. I think she's a, she's way better character than Yuito is. Yuito is just so bland. But yeah, that's all I have to say about Scarlet Nexus. The next thing I've been playing is Avengers. Um, yeah, this game still sucks. It's, this game. Why do you sucks. keep playing uh, these I, games you don't like? <laughs> How far? Well, you yo, because my um, I, I wanted to. I, I like completing games, right? So I wanted to beat the campaign. I did beat the campaign. Um, I would say the campaign was all right. It wasn't the worst. Um, the story was pretty good. Um, the gameplay not so good. Um, I don't know the country. It was. It felt. It felt weird. It felt out of place. Uh, I tried co-op with a couple of friends. Um, that sucked ass. I hated it. I tried the Black Panther DLC. That sucked as well. Um, apparently, they're gonna. Uh, th- there's a Spider-Man thing coming, but it's not for Xbox. So, I don't know. This game just sucks. It's like a two out of ten for me now. Yo, Luke Lore is gonna come for you. So, <laughs> what level did you get to by any chance? Like, what's your highest level on a character? Because 
you really have to play this game a lot to build mm-hmm. up actual good combat like sequences with them. Early I'm on like, throughout the campaign, keep... they they really do mess up so hard. You they don't the combat does not get good until like way after the campaign after they hit like about level thirty, and it's stupid that okay. they do it that way. But yeah, okay, I'm at like level my highest level is with Hulk. I'm at like level I think nineteen. Oh wow, that's not high at yeah. all. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Gregor says two achievements left in Avengers, baby. I'ma do it, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I keep switching between characters. Um, I think Hulk is Hulk and Black Widow are my favorites out of all of them. I think they control Ooh. the best compared to like Iron Man and Thor. I have Captain, the, Captain America, actually. Actually, Captain America uh, controls pretty well. So, uh, I have yeah, the exact well, so. opposite opinion of you. I hate Black Widow. I hate playing as Black Widow. I played as Iron Man, and I got to, like, mm-hmm. level 38. I beat the campaign oh, okay. this week. My review is going mm-hmm. out next week, uh, for anyone wondering. My review will be on Game Pass and review. But, um, yeah, I got to, like, 38 power level, like, 70. Um and combat still sucks. So <laughs> it didn't get better. <laughs> Nothing got better. Got worse, if anything. Like yeah. I mean, you're still fighting robots. So that's oh never fun. Yeah. Uh Aman, I wanna how bad was that final boss fight? It was oh awful, my god. Right? Oh it was my god. So dumb. <laughs> the Modox <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil like I don't want to spoil either, but like literally an awful final boss fight, especially when you take out his big buddy. You know what I'm saying? The big uh, Modok's big friend. <laughs> stupid. That was Bro. so stupid. There was also that other character that in the post credit scene, you can say. That was like the worst setup ever for the league. I, I saw that coming, though. Like, if you were paying attention, I, I mean, was like there was such, I, I was expecting a lot more. I was going to be like, ooh, are they going to tease, like, who's going to be the next big bat or something? But no, they teased that. Like, yeah. And yeah, well, I've been playing something else, which I'm not allowed to talk about yet. So, that's wait, all. why not? Because it's it's going to be story number one. Secret. That's why. Secret. Oh. I'm, under, I'm, under, I'm under embargo. <laughs> NDA, like Kevin. NDA, yeah. He's under Kevin's embargo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. Don't worry, because I do want to have a, a, a big discussion about that game. But I'll uh, I'll go next. And I've been playing uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. My review went out yesterday or today uh, if you're on podcast services. So my review of that game is out. I've put mm, probably close to 15, 20 hours into it. So I've played quite a, quite a good amount. I'm two achievements away from 100%ing it. Um, which is just online games at, at this point is what I need to do for that. But the game, and I said this in my review, the game servers were essentially broken from launch day until Monday. Uh, they put out a patch and matchmaking works now. So now I can actually play the game. I just really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's mechanically very sound. It's a good, it's, it's different enough from smash that I don't feel like I'm playing smash again. Uh, but it's also close enough that I'm like, all right, I got some similarities, some skill carries over. And it's just silly. It's just it's just a lot of fun, like playing Ren and Stimpy and smashing down uh, Patrick and SpongeBob. And I mean, how can you not just laugh at some of the shit you're seeing with these uh, Nickelodeon characters fighting each other? But other than that and the uh, the game we're going to talk about soon, 
I have been playing Sly Cooper 1. I've been playing Sly Cooper 1 because uh, my PlayStation 5 has been sitting there, uh, a nice little paperweight. And I'm like, what the? there's no games to play on this console. Sony, where are the games? Um, so then I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to hit up PS Now. And whoa, 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 hold it there, hold it there. Death Stranding Director's Cut's coming, bro. You gotta play that. It's already out, and I'm not playing that garbage. <laughs> Joking, I know. I know people like it, but uh, I'm not. Actually, I made a joke in uh, in in Back for Blood where there's a mission where you have to deliver packages. I'm like, I'm playing Death Stranding, guys. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not playing that. I'm playing Sly Cooper over on PS Now. Which, if I had to rate it, it's uh, f- like the game is good. No, I like Sly Cooper. The service is what I'm talking about. Uh, PS Now, it's average, at, like best. There, it's it's not very good streaming. I'm gonna I'm throw that out there. The streaming quality leaves a lot to be desired on my end. There are some hiccups every once in a while. You have to like resync your trophies in some fake PS3 dashboard to get it to your ps5 profile it's a whole mess just make them downloadable make them play on ps5 it's a pain in the ass this is a a stupid process and then you have to wait every time you want to play it it like loads up the the ps now streaming service not a fan not a fan of how they're doing that but i am 50 percent done with the game i'm gonna get the platinum trophy for sly one because it's super easy Uh, and then i'm gonna go on to sly two and sly three and sly four and that's my next i don't know however long for PlayStation, because I don't know when the next time they're putting a game out is like, what, what am I actually going to play on this console? God of war. That's next year in the winter. (laughs) Yeah. Next year. I'm not playing horizon. Don't care about that. I don't care about Gran Turismo. Like when, when am I going to get a game? Sony, what do you, we've got, I mean, they got some like indies that I'm I'm interested in for the start next year, but, um, yeah, Sly Cooper. Really, really liking it. Have you guys played Sly Cooper? Yeah, that was uh, who made that game? That was Sucker Punch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I believe I played it at friends' house a couple times, but like, faint I've memories. never played Sly Cooper. Well, I mean, yeah, was, it was it was a was PlayStation two game, the, so yeah, he was one of my characters in PlayStation All Stars, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. You said you didn't play Fable, so I mean, you didn't play original Xbox. I don't expect you to play original, uh, you know, PS2. Mm-hmm. So. Such a baby. Such a little baby. But guys, we can go on uh, and segue time. Let's grab some books from the library and list it up while I read you this week's stories. Uh, so story number one, Back for Blood Impressions and Review Roundup. Uh, Turtle Rocks Back for Blood is now out on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. While those that bought a special edition of the game had early access, the majority of users on Xbox would have started playing this Tuesday when the title dropped into Xbox Game Pass. Currently, the game sits between a 75 and 80 on Metacritic, depending on what platform you look at. Far from glowing reviews, but hardly reason for concern. One main area of criticism is that if you play the game solo, you are met with a message stating solo campaign uses solo decks created in Fort Hope deck menu. Maps and objectives will be adjusted. Matchmaking and invites are disabled. Earning supply points are disabled. Stat tracking is disabled. Earning progress towards achievements is disabled. Turtle Rock confirmed they've heard the backlash and are looking into fixes. 
So before we get into the actual discussion about the game, what is your guys' take on the backlash to their solo uh, decisions here? I mean, having played solo to see if how negative they are. Like it's pretty much it's a great tried solo. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't earn achievements, you can't progress like you you can't do a lot of things solo. Like they basically disable a ton of stuff. I mean, so the game's meant to be it's a group game though. So yeah, there's gonna be specific achievements you you're not gonna be able to do. But then, I guess in, it, in that regard, forcing them, I guess that's an issue. That is an issue. I I can see how that that's being negatively like, re, like a negative response. But honestly, I feel like it's more of more or less not really an issue since most people are going to be playing this in a group regardless. I mean, Turtle Rock's just giving the middle finger to people who have no friends. Like, <laughs> what are they going to do? Wow. What are they going to do? Like bots. Bots could be friends, I guess. The yeah, bots but are you, you useless. Still, I believe you don't get achievements even w- when you're playing with the bots, right? No, no, you or don't. Do you if, you're, get... if you're solo, you you don't earn progression right. towards achievements. Oh, yeah. No, they should change that. That's messed up. Okay. I mean, I, I agree. It looks like they've taken that feedback and are you know looking to address it. But now I want to talk about our impressions of the game. So how many here have actually played it? I have, Aman, you have, Garrett, have you played it? I am like two dots away from finishing Act 1. Okay, okay. And Tom, you haven't played it, is that right? I mean, I played a level. I did a tutorial in the beginning, but I still don't count that as playing, playing. Okay, are you going to play more? Yeah, just my buddy didn't get on and I'm not playing it solo. So okay, all right. All Are right. we all gonna play it after? No, I mean I'm yeah. gonna play it after, but I got a I got a group. So okay, so we're not invited, Gary. I mean, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. My cleaner I'll, I'll team is with... full. Uh, Aman, what are your what are your overall impressions of the game so far? I I'm loving this game. I haven't played a lot of it. I've played it with uh, with my group of friends. I think a couple of times now. I'm loving this game. This is my game of the year. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? Oh no, why are you? You, like, you throw that phrase. Name out. a better yeah, game like, that's come out this year. Name a better I game can, that's come out. I this can year. name like forty better games that came out this year. For how? Come on. Which I would say forty. I, mean, I haven't played Psychonauts and Kills of right? so I can't say just yet. But out of the games I've played, this is definitely game of the year. Dudes over here, like I played the Ascent back for Blood's game of the year. Like, no, see, I played Ascent. I played Twelve Minutes. I played um, Scarlet Nexus. I played. No, Blood Scarlet Blood. Nexus is better than this game. Let's let's let's. No, no, let's Scarlet be Nexus is not better than this game. It's a hundred percent better than this game. It's just not know, as man. fun as Back for Blood is. I mean, it's basically le- it. It's like Left for Dead, but it's different from Left. I left think for it's Dead. like. It, a positive evolution of Left 4 Dead. Yes. Because you could like level like, up your Like you guys are talking about innovation it. in a franchise. And then you got like your cards well. so that like over the course of the game, like I had like this medic that was like, just had like a little Uzi. And my God, I got her going near the end of the game. I could like run up to people and just like patch them up and like everything was going sweet. 
Okay. Love yeah, like how you guys were talking about innovation in Far Cry games. I think this sort of innovates the Left 4 Dead, um, Left 4 Dead 2. No, Left 4 Dead 3. How um, that franchise left off. But yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I'm just having tons of fun playing playing it with people. Great game. Yeah, I mean, Garrett, you want to give your overall impressions? Um, Like, it's got a good variety of monsters. There's definitely some times that, like, it makes you jump. And after it, you could, like, vote for cards to, like, make the next mission uh, harder for more loot at the end. And, like, some of them, like, this one mission we played and, like, two or three people did, like, the fog thing. So it was, like, ultra thick. And, like, it was legit terrifying. Yeah, the fog sucks. Yeah, the fog really sucks. And, like, just, like, a crowd came out of there and, like, I was just, like, was there one zombie then also like a whole crowd comes out it's it's a good experience i like it definitely I, is a new generation of left for dead i would i would echo those sentiment yours more so than amon's crazy talk over here about game of the year um gregor's in the chat says i enjoy the nostalgia of left for dead and i enjoy the lols with friends but this game is otherwise bang on average. I gotta say, zero percent yeah. chance for game of the year. Uh, Mayday Bomber adds, "Back for Blood is okay. It feels like a game trapped in 2007, though. It's poorly made in terms of menu and AI. If you play with the AI, they stand there and don't even kill anything." And that oh, is one solid criticism because, like, Mayday was completely right on both of those. And just to add yep. to his. You need to be able to take your mods off your guns. God, is that annoying. Like, having, like, a sweet uh, scope on a rifle, and then you find, like, uh, the purple version of the submachine gun, mm -hmm. you can't just take the scope off. No, it'll you have transfer. To, like... It'll transfer if it's transferable. Really? Because, like, yeah. we had a heck of a time. There was four of us, and we couldn't figure it out. Like, I was just in a group where there was a uh, looking for group post where a guy was just, like, just starting out the game for the first time, looking for other people that want to start off the game, too. So, like, that's what we were doing for the last four hours. Mm -hmm. And none of us could figure out how to transfer equipment. The only way that we could figure out how to do it is, like, if you buy a mod, you could make the mod on that one fall out onto the ground then you could buy the new weapon and put that mod on it i was almost certain that they transferred over if they were transferable i think but when I you like swap like, the weapon with another one the uh, all its mods transfer to the other one yeah that's what i thought too if they were transferable. well no because in the store some of them had like mods already in the slot so let's say if you had an orange scope and it already had like the gray scope on it you would have a heck of a time trying to get it off. You'd have to buy another. Oh, mod. you're talking about in the store. I thought you were talking about like picking things up. Yeah. Or just okay. like out. Yeah. In the store when you like find uh, in between like the little missions mm -hmm. to upgrade your guns. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was some bullshit. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I've been using the same gun for like, I don't know, seven missions now. <laughs> I just really like, I think it's a M16. It's a, it's a burst fire. I'm like literally just, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this gun until I find something like crazy better, which I haven't yet, but I, yeah, I had like a little vector thing. Like, yeah, little, I've seen vectors. Oh all my around. God. They're amazing. Yeah. I've been enjoying the game. It's a lot of fun with friends. 
we have a lot of sometimes difficulty finding where to go, uh, which is like kind of humorous. And especially one where we were like, it was like survive the gauntlet. And we sat there fighting for like eight minutes when we could have just walked through the fence um, and not wasted all our ammo and, and died. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. There are definitely a mix of enemies. Um, it's a lot harder than the beta. I don't know if anybody else besides me played the beta, but the beta was literally super easy. It basically had auto aim, which they've toned down great. Like even if you max out aim assist, it's still not great. It doesn't feel that like it's not like you just snap to the enemies like you were in the beta because in the beta it was literally left trigger left trigger like you would just snap to headshots every every time you did it and it's not like that anymore so the game is a lot more difficult the ai is useless like media bomber says there are have been multiple runs now where my ai character will just say zero ridden killed and i'm like i see you shooting i see you reloading what the hell are you firing at like how you've had multiple missions now with zero kills is is they definitely need to work on that um but i think it's a lot of fun i definitely think that there are improvements needed like we were trying to just start there were three of us and we were just trying to start back up our private little game and it was like a hell of a time trying to navigate that ui and like get into a private match kept trying to search for people we're like no we don't want to search for people just give us a bot it's not great it's it's a very frustrating system i don't think the hub world is really needed um, maybe I'm the only one that feels that way, but like, what is the point of that camp? Like they could have just made the camp a menu. I really don't understand why they let you run around and stuff in there. What purpose does it serve? Um, I think it was left for dead in between groups. Cause like you could go through all the acts, right? So if you go through a six hour playthrough, you could go back to camp for a little bit. Three people are screwing around while one person goes to like supper. I mean, there is some funny shit you can do in that camp. You've been in the boxing ring. You can just punch each other and get each other all bloody. Have you seen that, Garrett? No, I've not. I was oh. only ever in the camp for like. No, I've not. I've not seen that either. Yeah, there's a boxing yeah. ring over by the uh, PvP matchmaking person. You can hop it. Oh. If you and a friend hop in the ring, you can punch each other. Um, Wait, I like really? going out to. Oh, that's yeah, sick. Yeah. I like going out to the firing range and then like asking my friends to come come over and just shooting them to death, <laughs> like throwing a cut Molotov at them when they walk out. So there are a, little, a few humorous things, but like overall, I don't think it's it's kind of needed. Um, the card system. How are you guys finding the card system? Do you think it's needed? Do you think it's a good addition from Left 4 Dead? I think it's great. I don't mind it. It gives you just enough so that yeah. like you have a little bit of a noticeable improvement going into the next round. Okay. Yeah, I agree okay. with I wish there was a way to turn off cards because in one really? of the levels in one of the levels I bought a card that like it gave you a bonus, I think, in currency, but took away your offensive like weapon slot um like your your what? grenades or whatever yeah so you like i found mm -hmm. a thing you could buy it in the level and i was like okay i'll just buy this card and then it'll be in my deck and i'll like i was just trying to collect it but it just it gave it to me and activated it and it's still active like when do the cards stop being active i i want my pipe bombs and stuff back and i can't I think there's a game limit on them yeah i think there's like a game limit like a five games or something Oh, 
I don't know because it's. Been, I feel like it's. I don't know how many missions it's been actually, but that is getting a little uh, annoying because I didn't know it was going to activate it immediately. I thought it was just going to like go. Or maybe you just have to go and manually turn it off. I'm not sure. Nah, I tried. I can't. Can't do it. It's not even in my deck. It's just activated in the campaign run we're doing. Right. That's weird. Mayday Bomber says the card system is not needed and overly obtuse and poorly explained. It's an average game that fails to live up to even Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2. You're clinging Gregor's. to the past, Mayday. <laughs> Gregor says, <laughs> Muffin, I think it ends after the campaign you're on. We've been continuing the campaign, the same campaign so far. Possible. But that's that's like three more acts. That's three more acts, man. There's so many. I, I want my pipe bombs. Um, yeah, I think I made a mistake there, guys. But it's fun. It's a, it's. I don't know how much longevity it has. Um, like I don't think it's gonna stick around after you beat the campaign. Maybe like if you want to try harder difficulties. Which what difficulty are you guys playing on? Because we tried not the hardest one, but the one right below that, and got murdered. I have no comment on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not asking them. I'm not telling you. Huh? That they don't. Oh man, you baby know it's has, easy. You know it's easy. Baby has baby mode over there. Respect, bro. Respect. No, didn't he say he plays every game on easy? The easiest. Oh yeah. yeah, I play every game on easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Flitch. What are you playing? Get here? those reviews out, bud. Um, whatever they said it on, but they were talking about that they put put it on one of the harder difficulties. I'm not mm. sure what the scope is though. Okay. Things felt difficult. We died a couple times. I don't know. Uh, stairs are not your ally because you could get swarmed on both sides, and once you get bogged down, it's a very quick defeat. I find that um, melee weapons that have a wide swing are really good. Like if you're surrounded, because it'll take out like a ton of them. Okay. So maybe something to look into, but. I think we're done talking about Back for Blood. Uh, right, everyone can go it check there. it out. No, I'm just kidding. You can go check it out on Xbox Game Pass. Um, I'm going to get Tom back in here because this next story is specifically catered towards him. So story number two, Forza Horizon 5 previews went out this week. Many gaming outlets and YouTubers were given the opportunity to play Forza Horizon 5 and provide impressions. And by all accounts, the game is shaping up nicely and looks set to be a critical success. Uh, it launches in just a few weeks, and among improvements noted by many were how well it can how well the cars handle, the improved audio sounds and car customization, and the environmental biomes. Force Horizon 5 launches November 9th on Xbox PC and into Xbox Game Pass. Tom, I'm going to go right to you because you heard us drone on about Forza Horizon 5. You're the Forza guy here. Did you look at these previews? What are you, what are you thinking? I did. I saw from a bunch of different outlets, like Digital Foundries posted at IGN, a bunch of people posted a bunch about this. It's a lot of it we've seen before from what they showed off. Uh, it was just a little bit more extensive if not within that first level. But man, I'm super excited for what they showed off and all the all the feedback and reception that it's getting, like the uh, cars controlling way better than they did in the last game. The audio, uh, I cannot wait to get this game and immediately throw on my headset to hear the engines roar in my ears as I'm driving. It's going to be so freaking amazing. Um, what is it? Four weeks away at this point? Mm -hmm. A little less. Yeah. 
I mean, can't come sooner enough at this point, but I'm excited for it. I, I there's still a little bit more I want to see from the game. Uh, I'm really hoping between now and launch, they show off some more of the different areas in the game uh, instead of just being restrictive to the very first showcase, which is nice and all, but I want to see some actual gameplay, like maybe online. Uh, since online is like where I spend my, the most of my time anyways doing online races, I want to see actual online races and how the infrastructure is holding up there. Um, is it laggy? Does it incur, um, do the tracks encourage people to like to ram people off the, like off the racetrack just to get ahead? Uh, there's a lot that I want to see on that front. Um, also online progression. I'm really interested to see what they do with that front as well. Since the last game, it was really focused a lot on uh, loot boxes to get ahead. Pretty much you did your race. Uh, you got a loot box that spun. You might get a free car from it, free money. It, it, it was real generous. It wasn't nothing you can buy on your own. Uh, it was all within the game. By itself. Like There's no other way to monetize that at all. But I didn't feel like it was a good progression system. So I'm really hoping that moving forward, we get to, into something that I can more, I can feel a little bit more accomplished with what I'm getting instead of just being handed a bunch of money and a bunch of cars immediately. Yeah, no, I mean, the listen, they're pushing Forza super hard from where I'm sitting. Like, I feel like every week we've gotten a little bit more, like they showed off that uh, kind of creation mode that they have right where you can like make fun little mini games like bowling with your car so they were showing mm -hmm. that off they keep showing off different stuff that'll appear uh, appeal to forza fans which i'm certainly not but that's why i wanted to, to throw it over to you sounds like they're making improvements that will appeal to you and the other forza fans uh, Amon Garrett, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the floor up. Uh, did you guys look at these previews? Do you have any interest in Forza? I know it's coming out in a few weeks. I, I don't like racing games in general. Bro. So, okay, one at a time, one at a time, yeah, guys. I'll let Amon go first. Go Amon. Yeah, I, I just have one thing to say. I don't like racing games in general, so I have like zero interest in Forza. But yeah, it looks cool. I guess. Okay, Garrett, you have the floor now, sir. I don't play the campaign at all, but I do like trooping around in those games. And, like, I just hope they have, like, those little car barn find things. Because I just love that from the last game. Like, yeah, I know everyone's rolling around laughing right now, but I'm an average. I had, like, that little, like, what was the car's name? It was, like, a three-wheel go-kart. And I put, like, a Corvette motor in that thing. I, I know what you're talking it. about. It was like really the really tiny car. Yeah, it was like, it's like a, a PC90 or something. Yeah, yeah. P90. Yeah, I loved rocking around in that thing. I would like rip around through the trees and whatnot. I didn't believe in roads. And I can't wait to do that again. If you guys haven't tried already, like Forza Horizon 4, they came out with that playground mode a couple of months back. I mean, it's really fun to give it a shot if you just want to have some actual like nonsensical fun there's a lot of funny races you can do on there just like how fast can you drive up this ramp and how far can you get it's insane stuff and this one looks it's i'm a little bit more interested with the playground one on this new game because it looks like they added a lot of extra features and on top of that they also have the biggest mountain in, in the game compared to any forza game so that means i'm going to be able to jump really high really far and i cannot wait to see what i can pull off well, 
everyone can look forward to Forza Horizon 5 November 9th. Um, not a paid ad, just Tom really likes it, and I want everyone to play with him. So if you want to play with Tom, hit him up, way too greasy, uh, on Xbox. He'll, uh, he's got a steering wheel. He's got the whole the whole setup. So uh, I can't wait to, to see that setup and the little ridiculous things. Uh, I expect a review. Oh, yeah, there will soon. be a review for that one for sure. All right. Well, we can keep pulling stories here with story number three. And I'm pulling from Jez Corden over at Windows Central, who has new details on Avowed. Jez says that the game is now, quote, deep into pre-production and, quote, the, store, the studio is close to having a working early version of the game with many mechanics and core gameplay pillars already implemented. Jez says his sources told him, quote, Avowed will feature multiple class places, play styles and borrow from Skyrim's two-handed combat system. You can wield two daggers and be a stealthy rogue, dive into archery with a two-handed bow. You can use a combination of swords and magic, or you can go full two-handed magic. Spells such as Jolting Touch, Feated Caress, and Fireball will be present, uh, along with the ability to enchant weapons. Windows Central also states pillar-style guns may appear in the game, similar to muskets found in the original two titles. Uh, Pillars of Eternity is what they're referencing there. I'm super excited for this game. I think the more I hear about Avowed, the more I'm just like, this game is going to probably be like one of it could be one of my like favorite our western rpgs uh, i'm just super excited for it you know i loved skyrim back in the day and i believe in this article they even said like if outer worlds was obsidian fallout then avowed is their elder scrolls and that just gets me even more excited i love the fact that they're you know taking the class system from skyrim because Listen, man, I love, I'm not a magic guy, you know, but I know there are people out there. My brother's a magic guy. He's going to love to be in a full mage, but I'm all about, you know, either a sword and a shield combo or a big two-handed weapon going full brute force. I love that it gives you that mix of play styles that everyone can have something for them. And the fact that they're incorporating it into the pillars uh, of eternity world this deeply by like taking spells so then those longtime fans can be like oh hey i i know i know what that is like i played those games so i'm really excited what are what's your guys read on it uh i'm on i'm gonna throw it over to you you look eager to say something oh yeah i'm pumped about it man it's the game sounds just sounds epic i'm i'm a magic guy i'm probably gonna go with two-handed magic or like magic and a one-hand sword but yeah I'm, i'm super excited for this game can't wait for it it's gonna be great. Uh, wait, one thing: Do you guys think we're gonna see this at the Game Awards, or we're gonna see it next year, E3? Next year, I think would be my my guess. I think at this point, at minimal, we can probably get another trailer, not necessarily in game, but I think they can probably. Yeah, do something but else I think they're only gonna show maybe two or three, and they got a lot that they could show. Yeah, yeah. like they could do maybe a story trailer on uh, Perfect Dark. They could do a state of oh, decay. They three definitely things. can't do I, a story trailer on Perfect Dark. Really, yeah, you don't think so? That game's this, and there's still so many other games because I don't see it on our story list here. Actually, they just but, pulled in Crystal Dynamics to uh, to help with Perfect Dark. They're yeah. way yeah, but like, I thought it was because the story was done. There's also mm. an article saying that only like one third 
of the Xbox's uh, games currently in development have been announced. So that's what I, that's okay. what I was referencing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like I think that they could do like two unannounced and three trailers on a little bit more info of stuff we already know. Because like I think I'm I don't think they're gonna announce anything new at Game Awards this year. We'll probably get Hellblade two and Avowed. If you get that's my guess. I think. I think Hellblade 2 is a lock for Game Awards. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Grubb seemed pretty confident about it. Um, he spoke I don't want to see it. I do. <laughs> I want to see it. It's like I think my it's most very fitting Because they had it as like a very theatrical trailer. They're trying to put it off as like their artsy, very big scope game, right? So I can see that going off at the VGA. Yeah. I would love it. Tom, avowed. What are you, we got some new details. What are you, how are you feeling? I'm glad that they're not going of a class-locked system. Uh, that would have been relatively bad. I believe in, in the Pillars of Eternity game, when you first start them off, you get to choose more or less what your, what your role is going to be moving forward. And you're more or less locked to that because you, if, you, if you expand outwards, you lose out on attribute points that you would have and um, abilities you would have not been able to utilize. So I'm glad that they're going with the Skyrim approach to just, you know, do whatever you want out there. I'm going to go with definitely with like a stealth approach with daggers. That's always been my go-to. It's a slower gameplay. Like it takes me a lot longer to beat a game because I am stealthing around and murdering everyone in the back. It's just the way I kind of like to play. I'm a little sneaky bastard, but I'm excited. I cannot wait to see more of this game. Um, I What I want to know is, Yes, it says they borrow from the Skyrim combat system, but the Skyrim combat system is trash in modern standards. It is, dude. I saw your face. Like, there is... This combat system is extremely dated. I imagine they'll update it, make it feel a little more fluid. Yeah, so what I would want a little bit more from this game is... Have you ever played Chivalry 2 or seen gameplay of Chivalry 2... Maybe something like that. There was another sword game that it was an RPG game. What was it called? Garrett, help me out here. It was a medieval RPG game. Uh, you started off. No, not two worlds. Greedfall? Not Greedfall either. It, you played How as long? like a, Do you have to give me a time. It was like two years ago, maybe three years ago. It was an open world RPG game. Kingdom Come Deliverance. No. There's Man. no there's like, no spells in this game. Sci-fi, what's your genre? Like I probably me- got it in my playlist. It's just medieval. There is no spells. You play like a medieval no spells. I might not yes. have played it. What? Oh my god. I gotta find this. Combat in it was good though. It felt like for honor sort of. If anyone in the comment knows, please like let me know what game am I thinking about. It's a medieval. Ooh, I know, I know, I know, I know. The Witcher 3. I said no spells. Yeah, you said no spells. (laughs) I can't. I can't with you. RuneScape says Nerdic Gods in the chat. Yes. Yes. You know, it's been RuneScape all along. Yes. They also said great production, guys. Uh, Thank you. We we appreciate that. We've worked very hard on, uh, on this. Shout out to Tom putting in the effort and the time and the money. So, uh, Thank you, Tom. And thank you, Nerdic Gods. Uh, Garrett, I'm going to throw it over to you last. Avowed. New details. What are we What are we feeling? Well, like, everyone started off with what they played as. So I, I usually played as a battle mage. Sword in one hand, like, shooting flames in the other. But uh, I'm really excited for this game. 
I forget like which interview it was, but somebody was saying about how like it's going to be like a lot of a lot more uh, physics based spells, like environmental or elemental, I should say. And I can't wait for that. Like I hope there's going to be like some ability where you could like ripple the ground and make somebody sink into the ground and like resolidify it again. You could be like the Earthbender from Avatar. That'd be pretty cool. That would be sick. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds dope. Um, I do know for the spells, uh, you know, remember in the reveal trailer how it showed them like doing that like incantation where they like drew symbols. Yeah. That's apparently like yeah. how the spells are going to be. They're going to actually I, like I think do that's that. Sweet. That looks cool. That looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's stylish. It's very stylish. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds great. I've yet to hear something come out uh, about Avowed and be like, ooh, I don't know about that. It seems like they're on the right path. Would anyone Would anyone disagree with me on that? No, not at all. But uh, I hope it's more uh, content-filled than uh, The Outer Worlds. If that I, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be. I think the Outer like, Worlds was a double A game. I think this is going to be like an actual full triple A game. They're, they're going to have plenty yeah, of time. The Outer Worlds was plus. sort of linear. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, it was a lot of fun, and there was like options for like a lot of stuff that you didn't yeah. normally get. But I felt like in multiple playthroughs, you felt more pushed to a lot of these like certain side quests more than others. So a lot of the playthroughs yeah. sort of felt very similar at the end of it. But uh, yeah, I hope that there's more variety than that. Media Bomber says you can beat the Outer Worlds in 12 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. He's not even wrong, man. Yeah, you could just go straight to the end, right? Or like kill someone? Pretty much. Like you could just like run around, run into a building, shoot a guy, get off the first planet. Like so fast. I watched a couple of those playthroughs to watch them on a coffee break. It's insane. That's funny. <laughs> well, we're excited for Avowed. We can't wait to see more. Uh, but we're going to move on to story number four. And this is an update on our GTA story from last week where we were talking about how the trilogy, the definitive edition, that ridiculous name remaster was leaked. And we're like, oh, when's it coming? I said 2022. Uh, and then Rockstar must have heard and was like, screw you, Kevin. We're going to drop the official announcement the day after your podcast. Uh, so Rockstar officially confirmed the existence of G GTA, the trilogy remasters, but did not give a release date. So maybe 2022, but I'm, I'm betting it's probably this year, if we're being honest, now that they've officially revealed it. Um, and then today, uh, by today, I mean yesterday, IGN is reporting that prices for the GTA trilogy have been spotted in the wild, but are not confirmed. And both PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions were listed at $70. So first of all, I want your guys' reaction. Is $70 too much for these remasters? I mean, it, it depends. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it depends, you know, like, what are they aiming for? Is it going to be like a Resident Evil 2 remake sort of remake? Or is it going to be like what the Mass Effect Legendary Edition was? No, that's well, what matters so, here. So. Well, yeah, so these are remasters, I believe, okay. is from my, so all no, the rumors. No, so. it's not worth it. I don't know. If it's remasters, it's not worth it. I don't know. I mean, what's, what's even the point of remasters these days? We have like... um 
games optimized for Series X through backwards compatibility. So, you know, seventy dollars not convincing me. Uh, so, I'm a little worried about this one because. So the term remaster, I don't know what Rockstar's used to John on this one. If it's gonna be just a graphics update with no gameplay improvements, I had I, I don't I don't want this game at all. Is there a reason for me to have it? I already own the trilogy on PC. If there's no improvement besides graphics, which I can do graphic mods on PC already to make it look a little bit prettier, then I don't care. So $70 to me at that point would be a huge waste of money. Consider. Oh, and also I want to note that one of the uh, things that they brought up before was that it looks like they're actually removing the old trilogy off the storefronts, which is cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's also so if that if the if the case is it just a graphics update, then this is an extremely bullshit move of removing yeah. the old one to force people to get the seventy dollar version. I it's Rockstar. I don't I doubt mean, that they're actually sounds like take two to me. Yeah, I I just I I don't doubt it. Yeah. What are your feelings on it, Garrett? Uh they pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. If it's just simply a graphics update and no performance, like better shooting or how they changed a certain camera angle off of somebody's butt in a certain level like they did in uh, Mass Effect. Like if there's just no real trying to revamp it, bring it up to date, It's there's no way that it could be worth it. It's just a graphics overhaul. Xbox does that on lots of games for free. I'm, but I mean, if they do a lot, then sure, it could be something. Like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that it's not worth it when I bought the Mass Effect one, right? So it all depends on what they're actually doing to it under the hood and if it comes with all their DLC. Yeah, no. uh, So, I mean, I'm not going to buy it regardless because I'm not a Grand Theft Auto guy, but if we're talking about uh, the other topic I wanted to bring up in this discussion, what makes, you know, a remaster or remake, you know, what price should they be essentially for a remaster versus a remake because we know like dead space is being remade from the ground up that's going to be 60 70 game and i think everyone is fine with that i think everyone's fine with the resident evil remakes being priced at that remasters though like we just saw alan wake come out remastered all they did was they, they improved textures uh which they do look noticeably different they improved the resolution but the gameplay basically from all accounts is the same like it still plays like alan wake did uh then you have mass effect legendary edition which again up the resolution it didn't change that like it's still running on that unreal 4 i think engine uh is what mass effect run on but it's still running on the old engine it still has mostly the same gameplay i know that in one they did tweak a few things like they made the mako better apparently uh it's still trash i don't know (laughs) i honestly don't know what they did to that because it still doesn't control well but they did make you know moving into cover easier and they made firing better and they changed some like drops for ammo so they did go in and touch the gameplay a little but ultimately it's still kind of the same mass effect but i was completely fine paying 60 dollars for mass effect legendary edition so in, in like where where do we draw the line here? Like, how significant do improvements have to be for it to actually be worth it? And Tommy, more than just like, graphics for me personally. 
Okay, but how much gameplay has to be improved though? Like I'm talking a full revamp. I'm like a full revamp. Like how Resident Evil uh, 2 remake was a full a full blown remake. Okay. So you're you're saying remakes are for it to be for the seventy dollar price to be justified, it needs to be a full all out remake. Like what Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake. That sort of level. Okay. Is that where you're at, Tom? That's exactly where I'm at. I, I wow. think the Mass Effect okay. trilogy, what they added on there was so little in terms of gameplay that it's just a, a better graphics update, which already looked good if you played it on PC to begin with. So this it literally does nothing for like most people who've already played a game. Just a better high resolution prettier pictures. If GTA does the same exact thing. No, they should not be listed at full price. No remake should be listed at full price. No remaster, you mean? Yeah, no remaster. Uh, Garrett, where where yeah, are you? See, that's they're drawing. Sorry, a, sorry, they're yeah. drawing a line here. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit closer. I think where you are, I'm right around like what I'd say is the Mass Effect line, where it's a little bit more than a just a graphics overhaul. Like they did redo the shooting. They redid some of the camera angles, improved some of the audio. So, like, they did step it up to make it feel like it was at least a step. Well, man, I'm finding that I say step in the right direction a lot. But, like, it was just a positive step towards updating the game. Like, I wasn't asking for a full thing because I still want the nostalgia of it, right? And I feel like with a full remake, whole new thing overhaul you don't you lose a little bit of that well a tiny bit not much but uh if you get what i'm saying but uh yeah yeah right, mom yeah. you were you were trying to say something yeah i was just saying that that was the one of the reasons i didn't buy the mass effect re, re, um, legendary edition i was really excited for it because i thought it was going to be a full-blown remake because that's what they had said that they said that it was gonna be a remake so I was expecting it to be something along the lines of RE2 remake and RE3 remake, but yeah, it was. I don't remember them saying it was a remake. They might have used the words like remade, like for I I don't know, but like I don't remember them saying it was a remake. Uh, I was always under the impression that it was a remaster, and Mass Effect Legendary Edition gave me exactly what I was. I think it was for. Jeff Grubb saying that there's. I think it was Jeff Grubb saying that Mass Effect uh, Trilogy Remake is coming. So I was expecting mm. it to be along the lines of that. Gotcha. Well, Jeffy Grubb Grubb over there can uh, can simmer down. And I I definitely don't fall in the camp where it like needs to be a full-blown remake in order to be $60, $70. I, I think that might be a little bit much for me. I think that if it's just up upping the resolution and textures like Alan Wake did. I think the $30 price point is pretty good for where that falls, but I'm completely okay with games like mass effect, tweaking some gameplay stuff and upping the resolution, upping textures, making it look better and then selling that for $60. Uh, is it mass effect bias? Possibly. Am I openly admitting that? Yes. Would I buy those games a third time if they sold them next? We get the we get the Xbox Series Triple S or whatever they're gonna call it, and I you know I'm 8K gaming over here, and but Mass Effect is is over here. 
do I want more Mass? Yeah, give me give me Mass Effect again. I'll I'll, I'll give you sixty dollars again, EA. That's fine. Maybe I'm a little biased there, but I um see. I, I would just, do what you're doing with know. the Arkham trilogy. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, so it, it I think it comes down to like how much do you love those games and like how much improvement is worth it for you to buy them again. Like, I don't care about GTA. I'm sure there are people out there that are like, I haven't played Vice City since the PlayStation 2. Like, literally anything, I will buy, I will buy it again. And that's not me. But I'm sure those people exist out there. I guess. But no, I disagree still. Also, I wanted to note that this, I, I added a whole conspiracy of the game being removed, the previous mm-hmm. trilogy. Yeah, it can also literally be a music rights issue that happens a lot with these games that are put on the digital storefronts that they lose the rights to a game. So there's there could be a benefit of the doubt for Rockstar there, but I don't believe I. It's still Rockstar. All right. Well, we look forward to finding out when that's coming out. But we're gonna go to story number five. And it's a kind of a little celebration. Uh, Xbox Series X and S has now sold over 100,000 units in Japan. These numbers come from Benji Sales over on Twitter. The latest generation of Xbox consoles continues to perform much better than the Xbox One. Benji adds, for comparison, it took Xbox One over four years to reach X, uh, 100K in Japan. Uh, they fully expect it to be Xbox One sales numbers overall, uh, perhaps by the end of this year. What are you, uh, what are you guys thinking? I think this is a, a very good sign. I know Xbox is strategically targeting Japan. You know, they just put Scarlet Nexus. They're pushing for Game Pass over there to get on their phones, get them in through that ecosystem. But the fact that their hardware, like, and these aren't huge numbers, okay? Nobody's over here like, oh my God, 100,000, like, the U.S. got a hundred thousand like opening day, like it's it's not a big deal, but in Japan it is kind of a big deal uh, because they don't like Xbox over there. They never adapted to, they've never adopted Xbox as one of their own. But a hundred K, especially outselling the Xbox One generation, basically already, I think I think it's a good sign. I think we're going to see a lot more Japanese games on the console this generation compared to last generation. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, as long as they just keep pushing and catering towards the Japanese audience, I feel like it's also a net positive for us Americans who love those kind of games. So keep pushing at Microsoft. I mean, 100K, that's not a huge number in the grand scheme of things. I think Sony is probably like probably 10 times that. You're already in the millions, with I PS5. Think. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it's good for Xbox, again, which generally does not do well in Japan at all. So, yeah, keep keep it up, Microsoft. Get them in our ecosystem. Uh, what I'm more curious of, though, and I don't really the 100K is nice and all, but how many of them are we getting into Game Pass on mobile? That's what I want to know. I want those figures, uh, Phil Spencer, throw them my way. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty. I agree with Tom there. Uh, like, if Xbox get at least one big. Japanese AAA, triple A JRPG like Scarlet Nexus on Game Pass every year. I think that would be enough to attract more people and also cater to us foreign fans who enjoy those games. Garrett, 
someone um, that doesn't love Japanese games as much as uh, myself? What do you, I uh, think what do you it's feeling? impressive, but personally, if they're that close already, I bet you they already beat it if they include xCloud and uh, Game uh, Ultimate on PC. What do you guys think about that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. We're never gonna get those numbers, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I really wish Microsoft would just start giving numbers again. I want numbers. Mm. Yeah, it gives me something to talk about. Yeah, they're nice. They'll give numbers again when the numbers are like impressive enough to give them again. You know. Well, I think when, they just need to find like some way of separating. Well, they probably do have a way of separating, but I don't really understand it. But uh, PlayStation is all about their console sales numbers, right? And we, they always get compared to that, but they're definitely trying to step more into a more of a brand sales, if that makes any sense. Yeah, even Jim Ryan right, said recently a, in an interview that they're they're gonna ex- expand beyond consoles or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think they're way closer to blowing Sony out of the water than we think, but uh, they just don't want the cultural stigma of their console sales would still be a fraction. But there's a m- 8 million more people on xCloud, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Xbox will ever blow PlayStation out of the water, especially in Japan. Like, that, that is an well, unrealistic thing. I was talking more of, like, a global thing. But, like, I don't know. I think it's going to be, like, a generational shift. Because I sort of see, like, PlayStation goes for a generation really hard. Then Xbox does the next one. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a shift. That's fine. We'll we'll have to wait and see. It certainly isn't out of the realm of possibility. In Uh, episode 600, we'll talk about this. Yeah, Xbox 600. Uh, Anyway, guys, story number six. We're going to move away from, from Japan and celebrating sales figures because ultimately it doesn't really affect us. Uh, could we see a new round of backwards compatible OG Xbox games very soon? Uh, pulling from Sean Carey at True Achievements, uh, and the rumor comes from Nick Baker over at Xbox Era, but Sean has the roundup. Uh, Nick Baker earlier this year suggested we could see more backwards compatible titles coming. He has provided an update saying that he expects something in November. True Achievements looked back through store data and has found seven original Xbox games added to the Microsoft Store from the old Xbox 360 store, all with a November 30th release date. These titles include Dead or Alive 3, Dead or Alive Ultimate, Full Spectrum Warrior, Ten Hammers, Gladius, Gun Valkyrie, Advent Rising, and Chicken Little. Uh, they have all been removed as the time of this podcast and could simply be Microsoft testing something on the back end, but it also could indicate more backwards compatible titles are coming. So I think we're all, you know, excited. Like that sounds great. More backwards compatible titles. But I thought for our fun topic this week, we would go into what original Xbox games or Xbox 360 games do you want to become backwards compatible that aren't currently so we're going to go around the room and just kind of talk like what we would love to see them add for backwards compatibility. Um, Tom, you want to you start us off over there? Yeah, I thought we were missing a story. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Gary, were you all sorted with that or you want to 
Yeah, you guys want to talk about this little story before we? Uh, it wasn't on my write up. That's why. That's why. Yeah. it got skipped. But if you guys want to I talk see. about this little story, right. what story? The... Garrett's gonna Garrett's gonna talk about it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> all right. Tom, you there? Yeah, dude. It's your. It's your time right. to <laughs> all right. So, I was going through the interwebs the other day, and I came by a story by Chris Davis. And uh, Xbox is considering uh, the right to repair. And in a nutshell, what that is, is uh, basically you could get like the instruction manual and a parts list and then repair your own consoles. Like, I don't know how a modern version of that would be, but like back in the 90s when you worked on, let's say, a Volkswagen car, you could contact Volkswagen for like a big thing that would make a university textbook look to shame. And it would be like, lego instructions on how to build a car right and then you could get a parts list and everything that you need on how to do it yourself and it sort of sounds like a program for that in the article it specified things like uh, third-party repairs but i would be way more interested in doing it myself and i just wanted to see what your guys's take was on that all right I know everybody else's opinion. I at least know Kevin's opinion on this, and I don't know if Amon has yeah. any interest in this at all. But I mean, I think it's Amon, cool. would you? This be is all you guys saving a buck and saving <laughs> your own money. <laughs> so I think it's a huge step in the right direction, personally. Go. It is, and I don't. I don't think that Microsoft would be more than willing to provide like normal consumers the schematics and the parts and the know-how how to repair these things, because generally speaking they don't want you opening up their console and ruining the warranty that they put in place, even though, you know, it's your console. You should have the right to do whatever you want with it. So I think I, the approach that I probably see Microsoft taking with this is more having some authorized uh, third parties that go ahead and repair the Xbox consoles for them, provide the schematics on how to go ahead and uh, for specific parts that might need repair and uh, be able to purchase those parts directly through the manufacturers instead of having to rely on normally broken old Xboxes, pulling the parts from that and putting into the new one, which is what they had to do a lot in a lot of these older consoles because there's not really a way to purchase the parts directly from the manufacturers. So I think it's good. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I'm glad that they're taking this approach. I think more companies should have you know, an approach of, you know, we have our consumers, they should be able to repair uh, their own products and let's make it a little easier for them. Uh, I know one person, like one company that I know I hate for sure that is the worst with this is Apple. You literally try to replace a part, you try to replace your screen, for example, on your iPhone. That shit's going to lock you out. You cannot do anything because it's not official. So it's stuff like that. Like it's so anti-consumer, and Microsoft has been pushing the pro-consumer approach for such a long time now with the backwards compatibility. This is just the next step for them. Uh, dude, I'm I'm loving Microsoft more and more as like as this progresses. Um, I hope the more gaming companies follow suit with this as well with Sony, uh, Nintendo, and just allow people the freedom to do what they want with their consoles repair their own consoles, go into a third-party reseller or a retailer to correct um, to repair the consoles as well. 
instead of having to send it back to the manufacturer directly, pay an absorbent amount of fees for shipping, and also their extremely high repair prices, which could be like $200. I remember fixing one of my PS3s way back then. Costed me $150 to send it back to Sony and get it fixed. That is... I, It's too much money. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have that much to say on this topic. I will say um, I do agree with Apple because my... Listen, I have an iPhone 6S, okay? Uh, so I'm way back in the past. But my... It does everything I need it to do, but my battery is dying. I wish I could just pop out my battery and replace it, but I can't. I have to go to the stupid Apple store and pay whatever stupid fee they're going to want me to pay. If they'll even replace it, they might just be like, you got, you got to get a new phone, bro. And I'm going to be like, I don't want a new phone. My phone's <laughs> working fine. Uh, so I, I definitely see it from that. But in general, my stance on doing things myself is that I don't do it. I don't mess around with anything in my car. Yeah, but I, imagine if it came with a set of instructions that I, perfectly showed you how like it was a Friday night building a Lego set. Bro, I don't even like kid. putting together. I put together a, the stand for my TV and I, all the time over here, I'm like, one day this is going to break because I didn't do something right. I don't trust myself. All right. I would, I'm, I'm well, a much this is the baby steps to learn how to. No, I don't <laughs> want to learn how. I don't want to learn how. All right. The, the, the mechanics are a job for a reason. I'm going to pay them. I don't mess with my car. They're the people that mess with my car. They're the professionals. Microsoft's the professionals. I'm glad. I'll gladly be like, all right, here's my here's my box. You fix this up for me and send it back when you're done. I completely understand people not wanting to do that. If you guys want to take apart your shit and do whatever to it. Go for it. Or that ain't me. go to a third-party authorized person and have them yeah. fix it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't trust them either. <laughs> Basically, the third party I'm very suspicious of. I'd be like, you are some rando that like learned this on the internet. You have no idea what you're doing. There's actual companies like this, like back in the 90s, for example, repair like technology repair was such yeah, a huge thing. There was technology repair because everything was repair. Yeah, because it was all accessible and everything was a lot easier and, you know, interchangeable. It's just more in the modern days that been phased out because everything is now blocked behind. No, we have a copyright for this. You're not using this specific size nut to fix the uh, whatever you need. So this is a good thing, dude. I, I, oh, I I'm think not you'll, it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm fully I support, think, fully support it. I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm I agree to, with Kevin. All right, guys, you guys are lame. No, see, you know what happened? This PS4 controller, I tried to repair it. Okay, something was wrong. I didn't even know what was wrong, so I pulled oh, it apart. And it now out. this doesn't even work. Yes, so there's a couple That's things a that I, re I refuse to open. I refuse to open laptops and controllers. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I get my Steam Deck in January or February, I'm never opening that up either because it's too compressed. Mm -hmm. But I would be more than willing to give that to somebody who's a professional and trained on that. So that is not necessarily to manufacture it himself. So it's funny you bring up laptops because my work laptop like froze. It's done this a few times now, but it completely froze and holding down the power button wasn't doing anything. I held it down for like 10 minutes, multiple times. I'm <laughs> like, 
is my laptop broken? Like, am I going to have to go and be like, I need a new laptop? Um, but smart me, I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go get a screwdriver and pop off the back and just take the battery out. So I tried this and it went horrible. Oh, no. It didn't. <laughs> that thing is not meant for that. I ended up like putting a hole through the outside plastic like and after after all that i finally got it to turn off googled it the battery is soldered in so i wouldn't be able to pop it out anyway <laughs> so listen man i'm i'm with you i think that this is this is cool for people that want to take advantage of it i don't want to ever go inside my expensive things you probably should agreed i, I think yep. you shouldn't kevin i think you'll uh, break anything you, you touch at this point can someone please ban the user that just posted in our chat oh um, did you just ban him oh. uh, i clicked block i don't know if that banned them from youtube let me yeah i think that should block them um i think i blocked them no. yes what a what a horrible <laughs> horrible human being my word i'm not even going not even going to repeat what this person was just putting in our chat uh, you're a despicable human being. Uh, if this is if this is how you, you know, have fun, then you're a garbage. You're you're just garbage. So we're gonna ignore that and move on with our show, guys. Um, I kind of already introduced our next topic here uh, because you know I'm uh, not up to date with the the right to repair. But story number seven, I guess I'm not gonna introduce it again. It's the backwards compatibility topic. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna go into our fun topic and just what games do we want to be added to backwards compatibility? Tom, I want to start with you. What games? Original Xbox, or we're gonna do Xbox 360 for Amon because he's a little baby boy. What games we want added? He's pulling it up on his phone. I see him doing it. You're muted. How many games did he want? Just give just give a few. We'll go, we'll go around like twice. We'll go around like twice. If you want to rattle off some, you can throw like a little extra on your turn. There's no there's throw no in the extras because like I had such a hard time with this list. Yeah. So all everything's right, so already on. I put Spider Man Two, the movie game specifically. I love okay. that game on the Xbox. Uh, if I can, Amon's Amon's over there like. Moving no, oh bro, gosh. that game was ass. What are you talking no, about? Game, that game's fire. That game's fire. That game was oh, that no. fire. Dude, you were probably like four when that game came out. So, of course, the gameplay is going to feel a little dated to you. But to the rest of us who love Spider-Man 2, the game, are you talking? Wait, wait, wait. Are you, talk are you talking about the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 game? No, or no. Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay. Tobey Maguire. Okay. I don't know about it's, that. I, I thought you were talking the about first... the Amazing Spider-Man one. That was this is the first Spider-Man game to actually have functional swinging mechanics to actually attached to the buildings. That was revolutionary at the time. And the combat was fun. And just swinging across the entire New York City was fun. And it had good villains. Mysterio was in this game. And he was fun it's to fight. It's a good game. Yeah, it's, it's sweet. It's a sweet game. Uh, Garrett, what's, uh, what's your first pick? I would have to say Echo that Dolphin game. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's being added to uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Through yeah, the, like the that was an order. awkwardly fun game. I think that was the first game that I ever played for like just like simpleness. 
Like you could be a dolphin solving puzzles. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's I don't even know what to say to you, man. That's an interesting pick for yeah. sure. It was a very pretty game I remember back in the day. We thought it was cutting edge, but uh looking back at it now, those were some horde triangles. <laughs> That's not a smooth dolphin. <laughs> it's not a smooth dolphin. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a good obscure pick, uh, Aman. Let me hear your first one. Oh, so I've also gone for a Spider-Man game. I've gone for Spider-Man: Web of Shadows. That was a good one. That's a that's good a one. Too. That was right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The three sixty one. I love that it's game. Not, I think that was not backwards compatible. Nope. Wow. Dimensions was good too. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't pick that one. Uh, I'm not sure if it's not backwards compatible, but it's not optimized for the Series X. I'm 100% sure about that. But I don't think it's backwards compatible either. I don't know. But yeah, I'd love to see this game um, be optimized for the Series It's a great game. Still the best Spider-Man game to date. Wow, that is a hot take. Uh, you realize Spider-Man 2018 exists, yeah? Yeah, that's the second best. It's good, but Web of Shadows <laughs> was way better. Right, on, I never beat 2018 Spider-Man. I couldn't play it more than a couple hours. Wait. Wait, for real? Yeah. But oh, I, I want to note, I want to note, I want to I want to note mm-hmm. that I am just bad at beating games. Like it took me literally oh, yeah. a whole year to beat God of War cuz I picked it up, played a couple hours, dropped it, came back to it later and binged it for like 20 hours straight after. <laughs> so, there's that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I will add on that I've never played it. I didn't even. It's what, not that I haven't beat that, it. I've never played it. Spider Man twenty eighteen. Yeah. Oh, you you should play, it, bro. It is such a good game. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Why Why do you not want to play it? I'm something good. Something about it doesn't really appeal. Like. I'm not a big Spider-Man guy, if I'm being honest. My brother loves Spider-Man. He got the Spider. He he specifically went out and bought the Spider-Man PlayStation Four. Like that was his first PlayStation, uh, in uh, since we had the PS2 when we were kids. So he went out. He went all in on Spider-Man. So he's he's the guy. I I know what happens in Spider-Man 2018. So it's not even like like I got the story. It's fine. It's like mm-hmm. okay. I'm not the Spider-Man guy, so I don't really like. Wolverine, I'm super pumped for. Like now, that's a superhero that appeals to me. I'm down with that. I love Insomniac, but Spider-Man just doesn't really get my juices going. You know what I'm saying? Um, But speaking of Spider-Man, there's something completely random out of the blue. Um, There's rumors that the next Spider-Man No Way Home trailer might drop this Saturday to rival DC Phantom. I can see that happening, maybe. I don't need another trailer. I'm already in. Don't show me more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my first, I'm going to say two games because they go together. Uh, Kingdom Under Fire Heroes and Kingdom Under Fire The Crusaders. I want these games. I love these games. They're not backwards compatible. Uh, I'm not even sure. They might be playable on PC at this point. Might be the only place you can play them. Uh, but I would I would really love if these games to come back. You don't even have to touch them up. Just give them to me. I will take the whatever, like 480p resolution 
Like, I don't even care. Just give them to me. You like those I, games, Tom, right? I think that's an amazing pick. It's yeah. the first big war game I played that I can actually jump into. That's for, it's, that's a good pick. I didn't even add that to my list, so I'm glad you did. Those games have good story, too. Like, each character gets their own little unique storyline, sweet boss battles at the end. You get the real-time strategy, and then you get the hack-and-slash uh, Muso style, like when you get up close. It's just like a great game, and... I would love for those to come back. Uh, but speaking of your list, Tom, why don't you uh, why don't you go again and uh, you you just th- go through your list. We'll uh, we'll we'll let, we'll let you round it out. Okay, go through my entire list. <laughs> pick okay. your favorites. You can say them all, but pick your favorites. All right, favorites. 007 Nightfire. This game it gave me the fix of GoldenEye on the Xbox when it first came out. Uh, story was good. It wasn't like top tier James Bond. This was during the Pierce Bronson era. It was just a fun multiplayer game. Uh, it had really good aiming mechanics. And I used to love playing odd job on this game because he can take off his hat and throw it at people. And it was the best thing ever. Like literally, that's the only character to pick because he's the only one that has that special one hit weapon. So you automatically pick odd job. Uh, besides that, I have Batman Vengeance. Batman Vengeance is an old school, If it's like the old school cartoon Batman. So he's a little bit more bulky. He has the gray suit. That's a good game uh, too. Yeah. So it was one of the funnest games I've played. Like I think it's the first Batman game I probably ever played as well. So I, I'm kind of biased there. So I would love to try that one again. Um, there's also uh, True Crime Streets of LA. I don't know if you guys remember this game. It was... Big during the whole GTA time frame. You played a cop in this one and lets you drive around the entire Los Angeles. They had literally every every road you can possibly drive through in the game. Obviously, buildings and assets were reused. Uh, but it was a fun game. I would love to try that one again. Also, they should just remaster that game. You know, if you guys are listening, whoever owns that, remaster it, please. Uh, and last, I, I'm adding my last game. I had so many games on this. Uh Big Mother Truckers. <laughs> so, Big Mother Truckers was a race between a bunch of like siblings. I believe they were siblings, and you had to race to try uh, try to make the most money around the city to eventually take over. I believe your mother's business. I spent so much hours on this game upgrading my truck, and I for some reason loved the hell out of this game. So I had to bring it up. I'm with you on Batman. I don't know about Big Mother Truckers. <laughs> you lost me there. Have you heard of it, though? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I know what that game is. I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I need that back in my life, though. Not one I'm clamoring for. Garrett, you want to give me the rest of your list? I only really had one more, and that was okay. like the original Pitfall game, where it was like they tried to do like a kid-themed adventure with it. That was like the first Xbox game I ever had. And like, it's so obscure, I couldn't even find the name of it. But uh, yeah. Okay. It was like Temple Run, pretty much. I'm but not like, familiar. other than that, honorable mentions, like, I was going to say like Black. Like, oh, that, yes. The, the shooter game where it was like all bullets, but like 
already on back combat. I could play that right now. Yeah, like I say that is on back combat. Like, that's, that's there was a lot of games that I like. I looked up. I was like, oh, this would be a great pick, but like it's already there. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Well, apparently they're doing a good job then. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I can't I have nothing to say. <laughs> Amon, what do you uh, what do you got? All right. So um, my next game is SpongeBob SquarePants: The Yellow Ranger. What? Yeah, I love that game. That game was absolutely amazing. The Yellow I Ranger. Think that was the first, was like, it a crossover game? Yeah, with no. the Power Rangers. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't a crossover game. It was like an open world SpongeBob RPG. It was amazing. It was, it was probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, right. next, Yellow oh Avenger. God. Yellow oh, Avenger. Yellow Ranger. Can we start Avenger, sorry, Yellow Avenger, to see yeah. how much we can pay Amon to not make a hot take in a show? Especially when SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. It's, it's everything, man. It's the better game. It's everything. I All bet right, you he might say it once on more list. before the end oh. of the show. He's just trying to ignore you. <laughs> no, Garrett's voice is really low on my end. Can't hear him uh-huh. properly. It's all right. Keep it going. Swing low. Speech. Okay. Sorry. All right. The next game I have, my, I have on my list is Dante's Inferno. I think that's uh, already, already backwards. That's already that's backwards. backwards, backwards it's on EA that's already backwards compatible. All right. Yeah, you can play that right now. Um, Go on Game Pass. It's right there. Uh, Civilization Four. That was the first Civilization game I played, and yeah, great game. I don't know what. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I, I had Batman Arkham: The uh, Vengeance as, as well on, on the thing, but Tom already said it, so yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I only have two more games, um, and they're from a franchise that gets shit on a lot, but had some good games, and that's Sonic the Hedgehog. I want Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog backwards compatible. Why? Because Is I that love the them. one where you got like the little animals at the end of the mission to make like a weird mutant Pokemon fight. What are you talking about? <laughs> there was one of the Sonic games when I was growing up, and I remember that. And it was like at the end of the mission, you could like you saved fifty foxes and like two penguins. Then I... you could take these animals to a place where like you low key gave them to your other animals, and like if you added enough foxes, it got like a percentage faster than the animals that you made accumulation of. You could like get them to uh, go into like little neopet battles with other people's creature things. I have no idea what you're talking Me about. Either, I swear that was so, the Sonic part. There's so like, many Sonic games that are so random that I'm pretty sure that actually is a game though. He's yeah, talking like, about Chow. What the fuck do you think he's talking about? Yeah, okay. Chow aren't little animals though, and they're not. I never battled any of them. I swear, which one was that? I mean, Adventure 2 Battle, you had the Chow Garden. I don't remember ever battling them. I don't remember ever mutating well, like, them. It like, was like mini games. You could add like a bunch of foxes to them, then let, there was like a race mini game, and it would be like a little bit faster or whatever. I, but whatever. I, I, I just like pipe dream this game up. Regardless, okay, those... Sonic, get on it, create it for me. Don't make me a madman. 
Gregor says no, but you can get animals that you can like absorb into your chow to give them the animals traits and you could race them and do karate and shit. Yes. Uh, I didn't do any of that. I didn't didn't do any of that. I just, I just had my chow garden with my chows. I didn't, I didn't do anything with them. They were just there. They just existed. Um, But those aren't, I'm not talking about the Sonic Adventure 2 battle. I'm talking about Sonic Heroes. And that's the one where you have a team of three. Like you got Sonic Team, which is Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. You got Shadow's Team, which is Shadow, Rouge to the Bat, and uh, that robot. Then you had um, Amy, Big the Cat, and what's her name? Uh, Cream? It's Cream. Cream the Rabbit. Yeah, that's who it is. She has a chow. So you had different teams. They go through different stories and levels. And that game is awesome. I would love that game. And then Shadow the Hedgehog is just, uh, you know, Shadow the Hedgehog with a gun. Who doesn't want that? It's dope. No? You guys aren't with me? I have no idea what that game is. I'm Shadow to... the Hedgehog? Oh, yeah. Shadow the... That, that game was trash. No. I guess it's fun right, as hell. Right. You know, it wasn't as bad as like the Multiple were- endings. Ones. Yeah, but to me that, that that was just like, all right, let's make let's make Sonic edgy as hell right now, you know? Well, yeah, Shadow. Yeah, it was edgy as hell. But there's multiple endings to that game, which is different for a Sonic game. It's Shadow, who is infinitely cooler than Sonic. So like, I'm all about it, man. Why is he cooler? Because he has a cooler design. He's a badass. He's got a better story. His backstory is great. He's a clone, and you're trying to figure out if you're the real Shadow. You're trying to get your memories back. It's a whole thing. It's cool, dude. I didn't even know Sonic had a backstory. I thought he was just a he just runs fast, and I have to collect the rings and be Doctor Eggman all the time. That's it. I've never played a Sonic game for story ever. Oh, I, I like the I, I like the stories in those ones. I can name three characters or four characters: Shadow, Knuckles, Tails, and Sonic. That's literally it. I cannot. You don't, know, you don't know Amy. You don't know Big the Cat. You don't know Cream nope. the Rabbit. No, no idea. Silver, no idea. Silver the Hedgehog, or whatever. Silver the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. No He's idea. the coolest character. Sonic used to be cool back in the day. I don't care what anyone says. Sonic used to be sweet. Yeah, like the first three Sonic games. No, no, the 2D Sonic sucks. I don't even like 2D Sonic. He was the most all-American blue hedgehog anyone's ever seen. He's Japanese. Hello. No, dude, he's American. He's from like Wisconsin. He, first of all, I don't think he's on Earth, but he's he's made by Sega. He's Japanese. Look it up. I refuse. Wait, Sonic's from Wisconsin. There's no way Sonic the Hedgehog is from Wisconsin. <laughs> he was from like one of the Bread Bull states. Look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look it up from right Nebraska. now. Dr. Eggman was no. his adopted father. He's from Nebraska. Sonic the Hedgehog is from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Don't doubt me. In what world? Sonic the Hedgehog was originally written as a hedgehog from the small, fictitious town of Hardly, Nebraska, way back in the early 90s. Sega was competing heavily with Nintendo. What yeah. the? Want what? to know something else? He also knows how to knit. Wow. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. No, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. West, in all American and European comics, cartoons, books, and some manuals published before 1999, Sonic's home planet is called Mobius. But he's from Nebraska. Yeah. 
<laughs> fell through a portal or some shit, I believe. Oh, hold on. Moby. So, uh, oh. Garrett, do you, any idea of the movie Sonic was also in Nebraska? Like, was that the town that he ended up at? Like, it could be, but like, that, I have no idea. That was, was a very treed place where he ended up at. So, like, I couldn't believe so. Damn. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. Kevin's Se- in shock right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Sega Fandom. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this, all right? Uh, yeah, just where... sorry, guys. The show is gonna be ten minutes longer because I blew his mind. I don't care how long the show is. I need to know. <laughs> There's no He's from Nebraska. Way. Game over. All right. Game oh, Sonic's home planet is Mobius. In Japan, it's Earth. He lives at a location known as South Island, the location of Green Hill Zone. I don't... I know it's telling me Nebraska, but where the fuck is that in the games? When when are we ever given any indication that he's from Nebraska? Is it referring to the animated show? It wasn't in the games that he, he had like a little thing. It was back when like Mario and everybody was getting their own like backstory and things. Sega felt the need to compete with them, and because Sonic was a bigger character in Western audiences, he was written by a Western author. Thus, that story was forged, and him sewing, and like he helps people out, like at, at an old folks' home too. I believe was part of his backstory. I Just no like, no. All right, you're taking yeah. this too far. Sonic the Hedgehog is an alien hedgehog on the planet Mobius that likes to save the environment by rescuing animals. And then, and he's from the Nebraska. Yeah, he, he fell through a portal in. into Nebraska, where mm-hmm. he was adopted by a professor <laughs> who wanted to get all the chaos emeralds. And then, like the, he went mad with the corruption because of all the poopy emeralds. If you Wait, if what? you look into the backstory, yeah, the emeralds actually just collect all of the negative emotions. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So, That's like, what chaos is. You know in that adventure yeah. to battle. Yeah, I think it's just hilarious. Like. The Chaos Emeralds, you know that time you stubbed your toe? The pain went into Chaos Emeralds. I think it's just hilarious. But, uh, yeah. We went way too far into Sonic lore. I'm going to go reconsider my life. (laughs) Sonic (laughs) is a lie. I still want Shadow the Hedgehog, though. Uh, I think that's perfect to end it on. Let's see see where Shadow the Hedgehog's from. He's he's created in a lab. What do you mean? He's not from anywhere. He's not. He's from like he's a clone the eugenics of Sonic. facility. I he's don't a know. clone of Sonic. Yeah, I don't think you're. Gonna, I don't think you're gonna find a different one for Shadow. He came yeah. after the fact. Yeah, yeah. After all this yeah. nonsense of Shadow was made in a lab. But I was hoping he was from like California or something. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Uh, Tom, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Alpaca Tom. You guys can follow me on my YouTube, Broken Control. I dropped a video over there. I have 110 views. Put it out two days ago. Uh, check it out, guys. Check it out indeed. Garrett, where can they find you, you, sh- uh, you- shattering human being? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Xbox and Twitter at Way1G. I, uh, I play games and I know things. Amon, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Amon underscore M05. And you can find my broken soul at the Muffin Mon. <laughs> Uh, that's a one to seven I and an O instead of an A. That's all for this week. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.